ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد one of the most powerful skills that the quran teaches us one of the most important muscles that it strengthens for us especially when there's consistent repetition just like with weightlifting it's the same thing with this concept of a muscle is that of perspective the Qur'an constantly strengthens this muscle of perspective, of looking at a situation and then making some adjustments to perhaps look at it in different ways. As difficult as a situation may be, and this is not to undermine any pain or difficulty that anyone is dealing with or going through. We ask Allah to make everything easy for all of us and to, and to turn all of our hardships into ease. Amni Rabbil Alameen. What the Qur'an does, it acknowledges and it validates that pain and that hardship but then it also shows us that there's some type of a silver lining in that situation. And it reminds us, it teaches us, it shows us the power of perspective. And today I want to touch upon a very short, excuse me, a very short surah that, that clearly indicates this. Going back to the time of the Prophet ﷺ, when the Prophet was born, his father's brother, one of his father's brothers, his uncle, Abu Lahab, he was extremely ecstatic. He was so happy that when, when, the, the, uh, when the slave came to tell him that his nephew was born, he freed her and, and he, he celebrated. He was extremely happy. He was overjoyed that he had this new baby nephew in the family. He loved the Prophet so much. Now keep in mind, I'm saying the Prophet uh, as I speak, وسلم, but this is pre-Prophethood, you could say. The Prophet, he was, he was given... Iqra, he received revelation at the age of 40. So keep in mind there's a distinct difference in particular with Abu Lahab before revelation and after. So this is before the Prophet is born and there's this overflowing love that this uncle in particular had for this nephew in particular. But then you fast forward a few decades and the Prophet receives revelation وسلم, and he gathers his people. And he at, the, at Mount Safa, which was the CNN breaking news of that time, that was the best medium for delivering that message. So he goes there and he gathers his people. If I told you there was an army coming, would you believe me? They said, yes, of course, you've never lied to us. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then he mentions, in brief, the message. And in that pivotal moment, had Abu Lahab been very supportive, it would have made the Prophet's life so much easier for the next 13 years. But instead of supporting him when it came in particular to Deen, he completely flipped on him and he basically cussed him out in front of everyone. And in response, Allah defends the Prophet Tabbat Yada Abi Lahabin Watab. Allah defends the Prophet by basically flipping that aggression onto Abu Lahab. Abu Lahab was aggressive with the Prophet. Allah was far more aggressive with Abu Lahab in that surah, which we, if you think about it, we get good deeds. For reciting that surah until today. At least 10 good deeds for every single letter in the Qur'an. And this is within the Qur'an. So how many good deeds do we get just from reciting the surah Tabbat Yada Abi Lahabin Watab? There's a complete shift when it came to Islam, when it came to Tawheed, when it came to Deen. 
And, and he got upset with the Prophet. You gathered us here for this. You pulled us away from our businesses, from our dunya basically for this. And was extremely rude with him. And, and Allah checked him and put Abu Lahab and put him in his place. Now fast forward some years. And one of the Prophet's children, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, before prophethood, right? the Prophet, his first child was Al-Qasim. He had a son. And very sadly, that son died when he was a baby. And then there's Zainab, you have um, uh, Ruqayya, Um Kulthum, you have Sayyidah Fatima. And then the Prophet has another son. And at this point, he's already been given the mantle of prophethood, of being a messenger of God, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he has another son. Allah blesses him with another son, Abdullah. Unfortunately, Abdullah also dies as a baby. And that same uncle, Abu Lahab, that was so overjoyed when the Prophet himself was born, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that same uncle who was overjoyed when the Prophet was born, when that same person, when Prophet Muhammad, he grew up, and then when he eventually has this son, Abdullah, his second son, and that son passes away as a child, as a baby, Abu Lahab, due to the venom in his veins, he just obliterated the Prophet ﷺ. He was calling him abtar. He was calling him cut off. He was making fun of the Prophet because his second baby boy had died. Th think of how poisonous that venom is within that person. That's not even having a hard heart. That's just not having a heart at all. But what does Allah show us in this situation as it relates to perspective? Allah reveals Surah Al-Kawthar to the Prophet ﷺ. There is no doubt we have given you Al-Kawthar. And what's so beautiful about it, even this word Al-Kawthar is, is overflowing with meaning. Allah has basically given the Prophet so much in this life and so much in the next. In a nutshell, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inna a'atayna kawthar. So Allah starts the surah, the shortest surah in the Qur'an. Allah starts the surah by reminding the Prophet of the blessings that he's given him. Something positive, something extremely positive regarding this life and the next. And then Allah says, out of gratitude for the gifts, the blessings that I've given you, li rabbika wanhar. Then pray to your Lord and sacrifice. And then Allah gets to this clown who was causing the Prophet so much pain. There's no doubt the one who forsakes you, the one who's a hater like this guy, in reality, he's the one who's cut off. He's cut off from Jannah. He's cut off from God's mercy. He has cut himself off from all of that kawthar that Allah gave the Prophet ﷺ. What does this show us about perspective as I conclude? Allah could have started, the reason for the revelation of the surah was the pain that Abu Lahab caused the Prophet by making fun of him. By making fun of him because... His baby had died. But Allah didn't start with that. Allah shifted the perspective. Allah started with, these are the blessings I've given you. Let's look at the positive. Let's keep building. Let's keep going. You're doing so much good. Keep going. And then express gratitude. And that's only going to increase the good in and of itself. It becomes this beautiful, healthy cycle. And then Allah gets to at the end regarding this person who's saying, you're cut off. No, actually he's cut off. Because Abu Lahab was saying, who's going to remember you? But what did Allah say? And until now, on the other side of the world, over a thousand years later, when we, when we call Adhan, we mention the Prophet's name, right now we're mentioning the Prophet's name. So in reality, who, who ends up with the upper hand 
and who ends up in a state of loss. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusallun ala nabi Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam To conclude as we go through the Qur'an Little by little, piece by piece One day at a time with baby steps Let's try to adjust our perspective as it relates to different things going on In our daily lives and to connect those daily occurrences with the example of the Prophet. How can I connect what I'm going through with something the Prophet went through وسلم, and how can I shift my perspective as the Qur'an teaches me to try to find something good. As painful as that situation was, there was still good within it and that's what Allah is teaching us to focus on in our own situations. We ask Allah to increase all of us in optimism and hope. We ask Allah to guide all of us and forgive us. We ask Allah to turn all of our hardships into ease. We ask Allah for relief as it relates to this life. And the next, Amni Rabbil Alameen. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasna wa fil akhirati hasna wa kin adhabin nar. Subhana rabbika rabbil azzati amma yasifun wa salamun al mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa aqim as-salam.